NHL fantasy. What's going on, Shelfies? We got another podcast coming for you today. Me and Scotty here doing some division previews. This one is the AFC South, and this is our 254th podcast today, July 25th. It's a Tuesday. As always, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Top Shelf FNTSY. Check out all of our stuff at TopShelfFantasy.com. Draft kit should be out shortly. Rankings are coming. Scotty's been working hard, diligently at that with, you know, I'd say minimal input from the rest of us. <laughs> so Scotty's on that. Um, that'll be coming shortly. And as we make our way through this, we'll be having uh, probably, I was going to say our listener league, but our listener league's firing up uh, shortly, right? Oh yeah, that's a good thing. Um, still, still need to find a prize. It, don't worry, it's going to be a signed jersey of someone worthy. We've done a pretty good job the last two years with Ken Walker, T. T Higgins. We learned a lot from Kenny Galladay year one. Um, the guy that won that is back in the league. We're doing kind of a half and half. It, we're doing all-stars, pretty much uh, people that either won or, or runners-up. Are back in it. We got Scott Cowboy from year one. Um, we got well us from year two and three, or year two, and then who, whoever was in it uh, last year. Plus uh, a few guys that are part of the listener league. So yeah, I think Mer- we have six spots. March one one. Yeah, I think March Actually, one I, did, I, I did go back and we did win, but he okay. came second. Yeah, okay, Tom, nice. Tom was right. I'm like, did we win? Okay, makes sense. So um, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll find something for. Maybe we'll figure out who we have in the league and see who. Maybe we got a, a fan of a certain team and we can we can get a prospect jersey signed for them. Who knows? We'll figure it out. We always. I mean, have we good. still have a Ricky Williams jersey because That's the true. winner last year didn't want it. I'm like, yeah, are you dude, sure you can just take Williams, it, man? You, you just, you, he, just vintage so Miami teal, dude. I I want that so bad. <laughs> that one's worth one thousand dollars. <laughs> The pattern is so complicated. Because <laughs> his career is so complicated, okay, Doug? <laughs> right. uh, yeah, but we'll get into it. We don't want to uh, delay you anymore. We got a little bit more news coming your way. If you just listen, hopefully you're listening to these previews in a row. Otherwise, me saying you know a little bit more doesn't make any sense. But in any case, Jonathan Taylor is reportedly unhappy. He is not reporting to camp. And... I think it's related to the running back situation across the league. He knows he's due for a deal uh, next season or, you know, probably an extension in the middle of this season. So uh, he's, he's frustrated as are the running backs across the league. So it's more of the same as far as what we've been hearing. The only difference I think that Jonathan Taylor could potentially make in his argument is that he's a little bit younger. He's got maybe a little bit less NFL mileage. He did not play a ton last year. Um, we'll see. I mean, I guess after one more year of service, he's right in line with the rest of these guys. So it's definitely a tricky situation to navigate for both the players and owners, but what Jonathan Taylor brings to that team kind of, I don't want to say bigger than what a lot of, uh, other players have, because you have the Austin Eckler's of the world that are probably doing the most that anybody can possibly do, but potentially what JT's contract situation hinges on is any potential success that Anthony Richardson can have under center for the Indianapolis team, right? If they look like absolute trash, it's going to be tough to pay a running back a ton of money just to go continue to lose games. Yeah. And again, like you said, he has a year left in his contract. 
but having one year left is pretty much your a free agent. Like that's the time to get stuff done. Like right. Eckler had one more year left his contract this year. Now he's you know making a stink, but that's when you do it. You, right. you don't wait until you know you had Barkley and Jacobs that not that they waited that their teams didn't do shit, and then now yeah. they're gonna. Hold out, so um, and, and you can actually probably benefit if you're JT if Anthony Richardson goes out and plays well, and you know is the quarterback or whoever plays quarterback for them. I guess I should say, but let's assume it's Anthony Richardson. He plays well. He's on a rookie deal, so he's not making you know max type money. So there is a little bit more in the budget for a guy like JT to get paid for at least a couple years until that big money payout comes for for Anthony Richardson, right? Yeah. You take the Austin Ecklers, they knew that they're staring down the barrel of a Justin Herbert contract. There wasn't really the time. You flip it again, you talk about a team like the Bengals and Joe Mixon did get paid substantially right up until they had to pay Joe Burrow. And Joe Burrow took a little bit less, so he still got paid and other guys got paid as well around him. But as soon as all that money comes due, the running backs want to get hosed again. Yeah, I mean, Mixon took a pay cut and yeah. you were spot on with that with the they can wait to pay Richardson, uh, Michael Pittman was a first round pick, I believe. So they can wait to pay him as well for his first contract. So yep. you probably have at least two years after this to, you know, give JT 12 a year for two years and move on. Um, more injuries. Kadarius Tony injures knee. I think it was the first day of camp. Uh, he already had cleanup surgery on his knee. Um, they hope he is ready by week one. It's it's late July, even if it's cleanup surgery or not, surgery, surgery. Uh, his status for week one, I think, is in very, very doubt. Um, I don't think he plays week one. I think that's a huge long shot. They're going to say he is, but now you have Kadarius Tony and Isaiah Pacheco, um, both missing time with recovering from injuries, and their status for week, week one or, or both unknown now. Yeah, and you see those cleanup surgeries, even those just those arthroscope, uh, arthroscopic like surgeries, the scope surgeries, whatever, get in there and clean some stuff up. They have been in the middle of the season sometime, and these guys miss four, six, eight weeks. So to see him in, let's call it the last week of July, having any sort of procedure done, I, I mean, that's flirting with, if you're lucky, in early September recover, uh, return time. And I, I don't, consider Katarius only particularly lucky when it comes to injuries. So um, I, I would project him out, you know, to begin the season. I, I mean, he'd probably be a candidate for a short-term IR stint to start the year. Um, one oh, of, it one three of those, weeks? Is it... Yeah, one of those fake yeah. ones where he can be back in three three weeks, yeah. Yeah, so... and, and it's that, and then it's, it's you're missing the entire offseason with the team. Like, sure, yeah. you're back week one, you know, this is the first day you're back. Okay, you, you missed a month and a half. Um, going over plays in a very confusing offense uh, with the Chiefs. Not, I mean, he was there last year, so it does help, but not a lot of reps. So that and, sucks for, I mean, I want to see Tony play. It just sucks. He's always hurt. And you've heard a lot of, let's say, rumors or even, uh, you know, sideline commentary about his work ethic being an issue, even dating as far back as college. And, you know, it's you hate to put make this like a, a big deal out of nothing, a mountain out of a molehill. But this is the straw that broke a camel's back. I'm going to pump as many cliches as I can into one sentence. But like, it, you know, it's the last the last thing that you finally see. And you're like, well, OK, he could have had this cleanup surgery or whatever he needed two months ago. He had the whole offseason. It probably didn't flare up in one day of practice. And if it really did, 
you probably didn't work out hard enough beforehand to actually find out if it was going to flare up. So like, what is, what's the issue that is underlying here? Is it really that he just had an unlucky flare up? Maybe, but is it too convenient? And this guy's just going to be one of those career long, often injured, always on the bench. Jalen Hurd, Mike white types, not Mike white. Wallace, Kevin, Kevin white, Kevin, white, <laughs> Mike, white. Yeah, like, yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's just, how many times does it stop being a fluke and it starts just being the way the guy's career is going to go? And I don't know what the answer is to that. I'll probably draft them if he's floating around in the, the 15th round in fantasy drafts, but I'm not putting a ton of uh, stock in any performance out of him. Oh yeah. His ATP is, his ADP is going to um, go way down. Sky Moore, I'm sure will go up the most. Uh, Justin Roth has some hype now. MVS will get a bump like, I mean, this helps out a lot of players on the team that probably were going way later. So, yeah, MVS to me is is probably the most interesting person fantasy wise. Um, you know, outside of Travis Kelsey yeah, and even but Pacheco, but you can get him late, late. Yeah, like, yeah, I think he's a guy still... a lot of people don't have faith in. You know, I mean, just watch their playoff games last <laughs> year. He was a huge part. Didn't do much in the Super Bowl, but yeah. Um, uh, Brock Purdy cleared for camp, avoids pop. This is great news for the Niners. They pretty much took a risk and, you know, let Jimmy go. Didn't bring anyone else in besides Sam Darnold saying, I'm going to trust what Purdy says, how he's feeling that he'll pass physical. He did. That's awesome. Trey Lance is like, shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Trey Lance slams the door on any upside he ever had. Uh, yeah. Sam Darnold is like, damn it. I wish I didn't take that deal. I thought I was going to get to play at least half a season. Yeah. You know, the, the stories coming out about Brock Purdy were like, very alarming. They're saying eight weeks minimum. I know. I, d- I like, didn't know what to believe because I'm like, all right, I'm here in week one. And I'm like, all right, he's yeah, to week eight. Like, why is Darnold there? And and I will say, you know, if he's having some sort of dead arm type issue as a result of the surgery, then it could flare up once he gets a hundred passes under his belt. Yeah, and it could saw that messed up last year. Right. Could be a fatigue type thing. Could be a repetitive use thing. But for what Brock Purdy is, which I think, admittedly, even at his highest upside, he's a QB two in you know QB two formats. He's not somebody I'm I'm spending up for. Um, it, it, I think you, you can expect that amount of production if you draft him to be that. If you draft him to be your second quarterback in a two QB league or a, a super flex league, then I think you're going to be happy with the results. Hmm. All right. Um. We'll get right into to AFC South division. Uh, AFC East was a little better than this. Um, <laughs> the best team had a nine and eight record, which were the Jags. The worst team three thirteen and one, uh, which was the Lovey Smith Texans. Gotta love the win at the end of the season to <laughs> to screw them out of pick one. Even though I think they, they got the guy that they wanted anyways in Stroud, but um, Texans, like I said, three thirteen and one. Um, new coach Jamico Ryan's comes over. New offensive corner Bobby uh, Slowick. I think that's his name. Um, Jamico Ryan's I think is a great fit. Uh, the Levy Smith we knew it was just a bridge head coach year. They weren't impressed by anyone out there. So they had a pretty horrific season last year. Um, offensive wise, defensive wise, their secondary wasn't bad. Who they had last year was it Stingley? Is that the yeah, Stingley was, Stingley was good. I just think, uh, I mean, I'm looking at the stats here that you are, I believe. The passing ranks is 11th in the 
rushing is 32nd. I think they're just losing a lot of games and teams just pounded the ball oh, against no. them. <laughs> you were so right because we talked about that <laughs> last year with like, um, oh, start the schedule. They're facing the Texans. They're screwed. Yeah. I, I I don't know. You're yeah. that's right. I forgot about that. But it's yeah. true. It's like, hey, you guys are up by 30. Don't yeah, pass to us. Yeah, there's Boom, no need to so throw it. Yeah. That's and like, I mean, Sting, Stingley was good. I mean, if you look at his PFF um, ranking, he he was solid. But yeah, I'm choosing to believe it was more of game flow. Yeah. Um, Davis Mill's still there. He'll be the backup. Uh, newly signed CJ Stroud. Um, signed his rookie deal. Was it like four years? What was it 32 million bucks? Yeah, 30. To 36 it's all guaranteed it's like eight and a half a year is what it worked out to so maybe 36 whatever it is yeah all guaranteed but that's all rookie contracts um but paid 100 percent up front which is the interesting wrinkle um so he's not getting a check for another four years which is is maybe he gets game checks still i'm not sure how that works but like pretty bizarre move but good for him you know now he's got his money he can relax he can play confidently and not not to mention, he cannot do something with it. He seems like a, a bright kid with a good head on his shoulders. Uh, I know he didn't do so hot in whatever that quarterback evaluating test was, and that was the talk of the town for five minutes. Mm-hmm. But he went to a top-tier school. Um, he uh, What was one of the rare cases of a kid who attended all his classes, I think he's a bright kid. I think he's going to have a successful career. And on top of all of that, he's got 36 million bucks in his bank account while everybody else is, you know, broke bitches with barely 8 million. It's like, oh, that's nothing. It's insane. Yeah. So I, I, I think that's huge for the um, new offense, new, pretty much new team. You have 356 vacated targets. So this is pretty much start all over again. Uh, the one receiver that's worth to note is Nico Collins, he's still there. But other than that, you got rid of Chris Moore, Brandon Cooks, Dorsett. Um, you do bring in old ass Robert Woods. I didn't get it at the time. I guess it makes a little more sense now. Bring in a veteran to help you. Noel Brown is there from the Cowboys. Um, I'm not even gonna say his name, but Steve Sims, I said it. <laughs> um, they drafted Tank Dell, which I think is promising. And I don't have him on here because he was hurt all last year, but John Mechie should be fully clear to at least start training camp. Um, that's exciting yeah. there. So they have a lot of yet. Nico and Mechie and Tank Dell alone, I like. Um, and you have Robert Woods there to teach him, do like a, a Marvin Jones role. Um, so I, I, I think it all works. For the running backs, Damian Pierce is still there. They... Got rid of Burkhead, Royce Freeman. They did add Devin Singletary. Not a huge concern, um, but he'll get work. I mean, we, we've seen him be, be productive for years with the Bills. Um, he'll have a role there for sure. Mike Boone is there, still hanging around the NFL. Um, and that's about it for running backs. But I think if you're a D- Damian Pierce owner, if you want to draft him this year as a Flex and play. I think that's a very safe pick. Yeah, my uh, my concern is always just with first year head coaches. We don't know how much of their coaching tree they're going to take and what they're going to create on their own, right? So, Tamigo Ryan's comes from <coughs> San Fran, which makes him a Shanahan disciple, which makes him a party to the Mike McDaniel uh, coaching philosophy, at least on the other side. 
you know, they worked in conjunction offense, defense, even though D'Amico was defense, I'm sure they had a bunch of in-depth conversations. Um, so it, it leads me to at least have some curiosity to see if he's going to adopt that multiple running back type of approach, which gives me a little bit of cause for concern if I'm a Damian Pierce owner. But I think when you look at Damian Pierce versus every other running back on this team, you just say, well, the talent is going to win out. And if you're going to be a hot hand type guy, Pierce is going to have the hot hand more often than anybody else. Devin Singletary, Mm -hmm. we have certainly seen show flashes. I think he'll have enough touches to be your occasional flex play, maybe a a bye week, a desperate bye week fill in. Um, He's not a guy that I would expect big things from. If he finishes as a top four running back, I'd call it a surprise. Um, Pierce, however, I think I have pegged as a top 24 running back all day long. Um, it'll certainly be interesting. And again, this entire, uh, you know, diatribe I've just launched into is predicated on CJ Stroud being able to move the ball and and run a successful offense. If he can't do it, then the running game is going to be irrelevant because nothing's going to be happening or working or working in their, in their favor. Um, but like you said, I think the talent he has around him at wide receiver between Nico Collins, the veteran Robert Woods, who I, I don't think is cooked yet. I think he's got a little bit left in the tank but I'm much more interested by Nico Collins and John Mechie. Um, John Mechie, maybe even more than Nico, just given his story and then what he was supposed to be coming out of college. Stuff to not root for the guy, you know? Yeah, and then just to add Dalton Schultz, a t- tight end they brought in. Very yeah. nice safety net uh, for any rookie quarterback. Yep, and they also, I mean, for what it's worth, brought in Case Keenum. Um Case Keenum has been he's a, been no slouch, a, a fantastic backup. But on top of that, he has been a great like mentor for very talented other quarterbacks throughout his you know entire latter half of his career. I mean, he was just with Buffalo, uh, helping out Josh Allen, and from the videos you see where he's kind of goofing around and um, you know being very involved in camp, you can see he's a, a very respected leader in the locker room. And mm-hmm. if you have a guy like that linked up with C.J. Stroud. And linked up with a guy like D'Amico Ryan's, I think I think you have a, a recipe for success starting to kind of take take shape in Houston. Not to mention they're playing in a weak division, like we talked about. So wins are wins are very they're, available. They're easier to come with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll get to the Colts, uh, Corey. Yeah, the Colts, Indianapolis's favorite sons, the four twelve and one Colts. I mean, they had a rough year last year. Uh, Matt Ryan was not the the quarterback that they had hoped that he would be. Um, he ended up being replaced, or I think they shut him down with a whatever you want to call it, an injury or whatnot. Nick Foles came in, he didn't look great. Sam Ellinger came in, he didn't look great. So they went out and they addressed it, and they drafted uh, a fantastic young rookie, Anthony Richardson, who is a dynamite physical specimen. We'll see what he can do at quarterback at the NFL level. Um, you're going to bring back Jonathan Taylor. That's probably the biggest part for your whole team, uh, at least in the running game. You've got Michael Pittman and uh, is it? I can't think of his name. Alec Pierce uh, coming on the other side. I mean, the one thing this team continues to uh, sort of lack is like a dominant tight end. When you were so used to seeing the Colts play with physical dominant tight ends for so many years, and now they have Jelani Woods and Mo Ali Cox, who are really you know, decent. They're, they're nothing to write home about, but we'll have the occasional big game. And then they're really just maulers uh, as blockers as well. Um, it'd be interesting to see if they could develop 
another dominant tight end. And I mean, I don't think Will Mallory is one. They drafted him this year. I don't think he's going to be the, the, the guy to change the entire scope of the tight end uh, pos- uh, position for this team. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I expect more of the same, I guess, from Indy this year. I don't think Anthony Richardson, Richardson comes in and makes this, you know, a 13-win team. They're probably a little bit better than 4-12. and 12. Again, playing in a weak division definitely gives them the opportunity for wins. But a lot of what we've seen them do for for years was predicated on a, a fantastic defense. And that defense really didn't show up this year. I know um, uh, who is their fantastic linebacker, whose name I can't remember right now. doesn't matter. He was hurt all year, and then they traded Bobby Okarecki. So you're, you're missing two of your stud defenders and didn't really replace them. So uh, if your defense gets worse and – your defense can't get off the field, then that means your offense can't get on the field, which means that your fantasy relevant players can't score points. So if you're drafting Colts this year, think about that. Yeah, it's a little scary. Um, Just talking about Anthony Richardson could be a complete league winner with what he can do with his feet. This, I'm hoping it doesn't, but this could hurt Jonathan Taylor. You, You get a rookie quarterback that's going to use, I mean, a guy like Richardson's size, if you're on the one-yard line, it's more than likely going in in his hands with a sneak or a sweep. Uh, JT could get hurt with that. Rookie quarterbacks, especially rookie mobile quarterbacks, don't check down. I don't think Richardson really knows how to check down, um, seeing that he didn't really do it in college at all. So JT <laughs> in the receiving game is, is going to be hurt quite a bit there. Um, you're hoping he does it with you know his longer runs and just his big play ability, but I think drafting JT in the first round is a risk, and there's a lot of guys um, that are safer. Sure, you can take him; he hits fine, great. But I just think there's a like I I'd, I'd rather Saquon Barkley than uh, JT if I was you know picking mid first, late first. Yeah. Um... That's bold. I, I mean, I don't, I don't hate it. I think, I think you have a lot of good points there. And, and like you said, the, the tendency for rookie running backs who are particularly mobile to just take off nonstop is, is certainly there. I mean, it's Cam Newton in his rookie year. It's Lamar Jackson in his rookie year. It's like guys that can go for a thousand yards on the ground and that's a thousand yards that JT doesn't get. So yeah. Definitely a huge risk. And, you know, Danny Jones showed you he'll put some put some together on the crowd himself, but he's not giving you a thousand yard season uh, in 2023, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also yeah. the guy I couldn't think of was Darius Leonard, a.k.a. Shaquille Leonard. Mm. Well, all right. All right. Uh, is that enough of the Colts? I know it's kind of I mean, the got Gardner Minshew that he's yeah, fine. like I like if Minshew good. starts great. I'm 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 playing jtl fucking day yeah i'm playing jt i'm probably (laughs) like i don't want to say more confident in playing michael Pittman, but i think he's gonna catch some uh you know uh contested kind of go and get it jump balls that anthony richardson might not have the confidence to throw from day one Uh, or the accuracy not just yeah not to say that anthony richardson is not confident but i think at some point you just go i don't know if i can make that throw in the nfl right now and i think at some point that creeps into everybody's mind once or twice the rookie year I concur. All right, uh, we'll move on to a better team. Still not a winning record yet. We'll get there um, with the 
fourth and last team, but the Titans with a seven and ten record last year. Um disappointing season. I mean, luckily you had Derek Henry play majority of the games. He finishes RB four in the season. Uh, another great year, fifteen hundred yards, thirteen touchdowns. This guy's a complete beast. Um I, I just want to talk about Derek Henry and that's it. I don't know. Titans aren't that fun to talk about, but he also um, had a 33 catches for almost 400 yards. He so did. he I sure mean, did the people who say he's a one trick pony. It's like, well, there's uh there's 20 more fantasy points just on catches. If you're in. Yeah. And it was, like, Oh, so. only 33. It's like not bad from a guy like Tannehill or RBs. And like, it's still probably in the top 10. Yep. For backs. But, um, before we get too deep into those positions, Ryan, Tannehill is still there. Um, Malik Willis is still there. Um, poor Malik Willis because they also drafted Will Levis in the early second round. They kind of he kind of fell to them. A guy that was could could have gone top five went in went on day two. So now you have Tannehill, Willis, and Levis. Um, believe Tannehill, you know, r- right away is just you know the QB there, but. Yet Levis breathing right down his th- his back, and if Tannehill doesn't play well the first half of the season, might be it for him. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I want to give Tannehill the benefit of the doubt. I know he played through a bit of an ankle injury last year that kind of shut him down towards the end, um, or at least started getting talked about a lot dur- towards the end of the year. Um, Malik Willis, I think, is is done. I mean, you hate to call a guy done after one year and like not really a lot of of action on the field, but he completed 51% of his passes, which is kind of hilarious because Mac Jones is the locked in starter and he completed 52. So I I don't know if I'm ready to rip on Matt uh, on Malik Willis too, too hard. But um, outside of that, I mean, there wasn't a lot around these guys last year, whether it's Tannehill, Malik Willis, um, anybody else who, who wants to line up under center just didn't have a ton of weapons and they went out and at least addressed that this year by, I mean, I don't want to take it. It's your division, but taking the biggest wide receiver available in uh, Deandre Hopkins. So if you put Ryan Tannehill out there and he can't get Deandre Hopkins, the ball, then, you know, he's washed because even after Kyler Murray went down last year, the Arizona Cardinals continued to get Deandre Hopkins, the ball. So yeah. Colt, um, if we'll give Colt McCoy can ten right. should be able to. Exactly. Um, I, so I think that'll be your number one indicator if he struggles or if DeAndre Hopkins gets fed up and sick and tired of Brian Tannehill missing him, then you see a replacement come in pretty soon. Um, if not, and they connect well, the Titans could be back to the top of the division in the blink of an eye. So a, a team that went from what we mostly thought was going to be a pretty long rebuild could turn it around theoretically and would not shock me to win the division um if they can kind of close the gap and maybe win a couple head to head with the Jags. Yeah, and Mike Rabel, say what you want about him. He's one of the best pick coaches in the entire league. So if there's a coach that can do it, it's it's him. He's had success doing it since he's started there. Um yeah, he seems to have a lot of buy-in from his players, which is one of the yeah, biggest things. That's one of the biggest things that he's like Dan Campbell, you get this just fierce guy that people respect. You're golden, not like you know Patricia, but <laughs> um, like you said, Deontay Hopkins is there now. Uh, Traylon Burks with his 
second year, hopefully fully healthy. I like him a lot. Um, it's too bad for him for the Hopkins signing. His work will go down. I don't think it's going to hurt him too, too bad. Um, like people believe it's going to hurt a guy like Okonkwo, uh, the tight end there that showed promise at the end of last season. Um, being a third option in, in a run heavy offense is not ideal, but um, he's a tight end, so he could do the same thing he did the end of last year and be a top 10. So who knows? Uh, other than that, wide receivers, Nick Westbrook, Akini just won't leave. He won't die. Um, they had anyone else? Chris Moore, uh, Tajay Spears, I, I, I think it's a very good, um, running back it's 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 a tough spot for him because he can't he won't do much as rookie year unless dark henry goes down and don't let anyone tell you oh spears you know he's ready to take over henry's job yeah pound sand no one's taking over Derek <laughs> henry's job ever until he retires or just gets hurt so yeah spears, and on the bright side for him uh hassan haskins is gone uh oh, not, i forgot that yep yeah, uh he's he, in jail yet or yeah, uh, you know, he's either on, he's either there, or he's head there shortly. So, um, he's out, and then they let Dontrell Hilliard walk. So, you know, the, the competition for reps behind Henry is at least wide open. And you know, if yeah. if Henry does miss time, which I don't anticipate, but if he does, there's your guy. Yeah, Spears ends up being one of the top handcuffs in the NFL in his rookie season. So, yep. All right. Um. We'll end it. Dows, go with the first winning record team in the <laughs> AFC South. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars. Nine and eight. Dominated the entire division. Wasn't even close. Um, actually had a decent year, uh, offensively at least. No top 12, top 10 in most most, most significant stats. Um, defense, they allowed a little bit more yardage, but the points allowed was not... Um, too substantial. They're they're ranked twelfth in the league there as well. So, if you take both of those and you maybe hope for a little bit of improvement or to just stay the same, I think that you can anticipate a, a fairly similar season from Jacksonville. They still have Trevor Lawrence under center at quarterback. They bring back Travis Etienne. The two of them seem to be on the same page, making you know repeated connections with one another. Trevor Lawrence certainly grew into I don't just want to say a better version of himself, but um, a flower. Maybe, yeah, maybe being rid of the poison that was Urban Meyer in his garden uh, really did a lot of a, a lot of a lot to help him out there. So uh, Doug Peterson comes back to coach him again this year. They probably look for you know some some increased production out of ETN. I think he left a little bit to be desired in the rushing game, although he did end with over five yards of carry and eleven hundred yards. I think he just expected those totals to be a little bit higher. Um, 45 targets, 35 receptions. That's a good catch rate, but you'd probably like yeah. to see him used a little bit more. It's touchdowns. Like, yeah, true. He's, it, five total. You think he gets a few in the air, but I yeah, think he was down exactly. to the one, the one yard line so many times too. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think just a little bit more usage would, would help get him over the the hurdle there. I mean, he's almost catching the same amount of balls as Derek Henry. And I think that we all believe Travis Etienne to be a better receiver than Derek Henry. So um, go out and prove that young boy. Um, on top of that, you bring back Christian Kirk, who who really proved that he has been worth every single penny they paid him. Um, he was a top top of the table wide receiver this this past season. Uh, had 133 targets. 
the interesting guy was Zay Jones somehow racking up 121 targets, uh, finishing wide receiver 26. I, I think he's probably the one that's due for all of the regression in his role, all but evaporates with Evan Ingram getting uh, a, a contract, an actual contract instead of just playing under the tag. And then Calvin Ridley, whether he's good, bad, or in between, throws a wrench into the Zay Jones role because they didn't add Ridley two years ago to then not use him when he's finally available. So, um, yeah, Calvin Ridley, I, I think, is probably one of the biggest uh, impacts for whatever this team is going to end up being. If he shows that he's what he was when he gets suspended or before he gets suspended when he's on the Falcons, then this team is probably a powerhouse in the South. If he shows that he's absolutely out of shape and washed and can't play football anymore, then yeah, you can sub Zay Jones back in, but how long is it going to take you to make that determination? Eight weeks? You're going to lose eight games before you decide to just pull the plug and call the Ridley project a failure. Um, that That's probably going to be what maybe their season even hinges on. Um, so I don't know. I, I have my reservations about Ridley. I don't think I touch him in most formats, um, but definitely not dynasty. If I'm doing like a, a startup draft, if I was doing a redraft league, somebody will take him, And I think somebody's going to take him a lot sooner than I ever would. So I don't think I'm going to have to worry about it. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if you have a different opinion on that, Scott, but I'm not taking him unless he's sitting, sitting there at round 12. <laughs> yeah. And then he, he's going to go before that. And, yeah, so take him so, in round seven. Um, <laughs> I mean, all the hype in the news say he's been looking great in the offseason. And, and that was like months ago and just kind of short workouts. But he's in shape. He's determined. Um, it's one of those guys where like, oh, cool. I do want a part of him, but I don't want to, like you said, waste a higher pick. Let someone else take it. He comes out. He's unreal. It's one of those things. Oh, cool. Like I didn't take him. I took a guy like jerry judy instead i'm still happy like that's probably where he might be going to his his adp could go up you see one preseason game him make a catch bum he's jumping out the roof oh yeah 100 percent. and like i don't know what to expect them right like he's never really been that like top tier speed burner type so maybe he doesn't even need to be in tip-top shape right out the gate to be effective Mm -hmm. like he's been a crisp route runner He's always had good moves after the catch. He's always gotten open. He's got good separation. He's shifty. All the things that you want to check boxes for, he's you know he's had in the past. Does he still have them? I don't know. But I don't know. If there's a team that can make it work, it's probably the Jags and Trevor Lawrence and other good, talented players around him at, at all positions. Um, I don't know. It just remains to be seen. Um, like you said, if one big preseason game, you'll see his ADP shoot through the roof. And if he has one bad one or he doesn't play, then you're going to go into your draft blind. If you're drafting, like when we're doing Red Dog draft on the August 12th, so we're not going to have any indication really yeah, at, that, at that point uh, of what any of these guys are going to do in preseason. So, like for me, if he goes before round 10, I'm not drafting him. And I and I fully expect him to go earlier than that. I'm thinking like round six, seven, eight would be probably where he's gonna go yeah I, even I, that might even be late if he went round five i wouldn't be surprised yeah i mean yeah I, I think he's viewed as what is for one there already even mm-hmm. though christian kirk was top 12 last year 
So. Yeah, I, I, and I don't, I just can't see a world where I could justify as the Jaguars changing the role that we just saw Christian Kirk dominate in. Like, let him do whatever he's doing, and you can throw the ball to Calvin Ridley in the Zay Jones role 121 times. He'll catch it 80 something times. And if Calvin Ridley finishes the season wide receiver 26 after a year from football, everybody should be ecstatic. Yeah, you know I mean, it's huge. It, it, should, it should just be Zay Jones, sorry, but you're odd man out you know you can go run the the marvin jones routes exactly yeah yep you saw it last year change of guard um and then just a few running backs added uh dearness johnson from the browns they drafted tank bigsby tank bigsby is a great back i love him out of college um maybe a slight concern for etn but maybe that helps etn be more productive in the passing game like that's not a bad thing at all like we do want that we, we want them to get 65 70 targets a year instead of 45 if taken take some of that away and give etn let up in the slot which i think he should do a lot more i think that's huge yeah i i like hank bigsby too so uh i don't want to come off as i as if that's not true um i just don't consider him a threat to Travis Etienne, uh, like you said, I don't know that it helps or hurts or anything. I just don't consider him a threat to his role. I don't consider him a threat to his production, I guess I should say. Yeah. Um, like Etienne still finishes probably top 15 running backs, maybe higher, you know, higher ceiling. But I think his floor is like RB 15. Tank Bigsby being there, not being there, I don't necessarily think even impacts it. Um, you know, he's a guy who had just over, you know, I should say just under five and a half yards of carry in college. I don't know. I don't have the numbers offhand for ETN. I guarantee it was higher than that. If you have a guy that's oh, yeah. not necessarily explosive in college, I don't expect him to get more explosive in the NFL where everybody's faster anyways. So Tank Bigsby, please, by all means, hammer the ball uh, in between the tackles for me or you know, take some of the gadgety plays outside. But ETN's far and away the better athlete, the better build for the NFL, and he's already proven that he can do it. So if I'm an ETN owner, I'm probably sitting pretty. I'm not getting super panicked. I do hope probably that I handcuffed Tank Bigsby if that was at all possible. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going redraft, I think Tank Bigsby is a guy I would handcuff even in a redraft league to ETN, just given the injury history um, and and the potential usage. I think he's a guy that's worth um, worth rostering as a flex play or, or even something like that down the road. Um but yeah, I mean, I mean, straight up apples to apples. It's, I, I'm just saying this because I've heard the the rumors of people going like, I might like Tank Bigsby more than Travis Etienne. I'm like, I yeah, don't know how. Like, what drugs are you taking? Can I have some? I mean, the, <laughs> I'd love to live in that delusional yeah, reality. The biggest thing is Etienne looks at that and he's like, okay, they got Tank Bigsby. It's like, did they resign James Robinson? No. Okay, then yeah, just take Bigsby because right. James Robinson was the guy. Like, damn, like. It's hard to keep him off the field. Yep. They traded him, you know, midseason last year. He he's gone. Like you bring in this other guy, ETN's like, cool, it's not James Robinson now. Like, I don't have to really right. compete with a guy that had over a thousand yards here the season before, you know. So Yeah. Um, yeah, and like you know, he's just sitting there going, like, Oh, all the stories are about Tank Bigsby's doing X, Y, and Z in camp. I haven't even shown up to camp yet. Do you know why? Because my role is yeah. secure. <laughs> like, well, it's yeah, because it because it, it's been rookies last yeah. month he's like i'm not right. even allowed to be on the field yet <laughs> <laughs> so shut up exactly um 
All right. So as for records, um, I see Jacksonville finishing first, Tennessee second. I can see Tennessee first. Though, like that wouldn't shock me. I think it's those two. Um, then I think it's Houston. Then I think it's the Colts. Just because yeah. of just because of Richardson. Like I, I trust Stroud a little more his rookie year than Richardson. Um, I love it. I love it. Um, I was gonna say oh. Titans one, Titans yeah. one, Jags two, and then, um. I agree. I think I think Houston pulls uh I don't say pulls off the upset for third place in the division. But, upset of the uh, decade. They stay out of the basement and they put uh they put Indy in the basement this year. I also think there's a chance that Indy starts Gardner and they don't win any games, but they just kind of ease Anthony Richardson into it. Um I think there's a real possibility that he doesn't even start off the year as the starting quarterback. So that's fair, yeah. You know, in teams that change over quarterbacks midseason typically don't have uh, fantastic records. So I don't know. Um, I, I definitely see a world that the Titans could win this division, though. And I, I think we talked about it when we did their team. So I don't want to belabor the point. But if they can win the head to heads with Jacksonville, I think that puts them in the position to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Yes, I completely agree. All right, Dallas, I'll, I'll have you take us out. Um, let the people know what we're doing next week with other divisions yeah as always shelfies we appreciate you listening in if you have any uh commentary you'd like to make on our podcast or you have any suggestions for future topics please do not hesitate to reach out to us we always like to hear from you um on the flip side of that be on the lookout for the next divisions coming your way i believe we have three left if my count is correct five um five left oh goodness gracious we got the afc west and then the, all the the NFC, yeah, the all the NFC, the East, North, South, West. Um, but we're gonna, we'll have another. Yeah, we're gonna pump yeah. them out, so they should be coming within the next week ish, two weeks maybe tops. And then we get the fun stuff. You know, you'll get our, our sleepers, busts, breakouts of the year, uh, bounce back of the year. Then you'll get that. That's the fun stuff. We all like doing that. That'll that'll come out. Um, hopefully before most of you start doing your drafts. I know I mentioned one of my leagues is doing a draft on August 12th. That's probably about as early as you should be doing redraft leagues, given the potential for injuries throughout preseason. Um, most people are probably starting the week after that. And then when does preseason start? I know I have a draft nine, three, so it's going to be the, that week or the week after the season. Start? I mean, not, yeah, I meant, sorry, the regular season. Probably that Thursday, whatever that Thursday is after Labor Day. Yeah, um, like nine seven, nine seven. So you have it. In the, yep, nine seven would be the first game. Whew, man, that's I cannot wait. Up on you, man. It's like it's this time of year when there's nothing going on sports wise. It's like I'm not gonna watch baseball. I know. So. It's like, well, there's baseball. <laughs> it's like, shut up. Like, yeah, I say it all the time. There's nothing going on for sports. It's like, well, you watch Red Sox? I'm like, shut up. The Red Sox suck. The they traded Kike here. Hernandez. <laughs> only guy <I> like. <laughs> Kara's actually at the game right now in the rain delay. I don't know if it's still in the rain. It's like that sounds miserable to me. I have a baseball yeah. game. Like I'm there to like from drinking like talk to my friends about fantasy football <laughs> yeah. like, hey why'd you go to the Sox game i want to talk about fantasy football in a different Never. environment with my friends yeah uh yeah so uh, that's pretty much it shelfies i don't want to uh keep you any longer keep stay on the lookout for the rest of our division previews coming at you soon as always stay fluid stay
Top Shelf Fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay